It would be impossible to be unhappy living here. I joined my parents in the lobby of our hotel on their way in to breakfast. The loneliness of the long-distance runner, my father remarked. It was what he always said when he saw me after a run, as if it meant something, when it was actually just the title of a film he'd seen in his youth. I always felt prickly with my parents, like a Pavlovian reaction to their company. I knew, from overhearing conversations at school, that a proper Tuscan holiday meant renting a villa with a pool, if you didn't actually own one yourself, surrounded by olive groves and views of rolling hills. My father had, instead, booked us into this expensive hotel in the centre of Florence. I was never sure how the done thing got established, but I was aware from quite an early age that there was a done thing and that my father often got it slightly wrong. Not having been to a private school himself, but now able to afford to send his sons to one, he would turn up to sports day wearing a blazer and tie, whereas the cool dads, who went to the Cannes Film Festival or held offshore accounts in the Cayman Islands, wore jeans, polo shirts and loafers with no socks, as if vying for a most casually dressed award. As a liberal-minded sixth former, I upheld the right of anyone to dress as they wished. As his son, I was mortified. Who on earth wants cheese at this time in the morning? My father inspected the buffet table. He was the sort of man who made loud statements, as if inviting the room to agree with him. I think it's what Germans eat, my mother spoke in a low voice so as not to be overheard. You never hear about the German rates of colonic cancer, do you? Dad mused. All that smoked sausage, too. Where are you off to today? I asked as we returned to the table with laden plates. Included in the price of the Treasures of Tuscany package were excursions to the other principal tourist cities of the region. Since having to stop the coach twice to throw up on the first visit to Assisi, I now spent the days in Florence alone, visiting the galleries and churches at my own pace, enjoying the wonderful feeling of weightlessness that came from getting away from my parents. Pisa my father said. As someone who didn't quite believe in travel sickness, he couldn't disguise his irritation at my failure to get full value from the holiday and the tour company's refusal to refund a proportion of the cost. The city centre was filling with groups of tourists, following dutifully behind the raised umbrellas of their guides, but it was easy enough to peel away down a shadowy side street. I'd walked so much in the past week I had the map of Florence in my head. The covered market near San Lorenzo, its cool air infused with the smoky scent of delicatessen, was my first daily pilgrimage. Some of the stallholders recognized me now. At the fruit stall, the old man's practiced thumb roamed over a pyramid of peaches to select a perfectly ripe fruit. At the Salameria, the friendly mama paid serious attention to my search for a filling for my single bread roll offering little slivers of different salamis for me to taste or sniff like fine wine. As it was my last day, I treated myself to an etto of expensive San Daniele prosciutto. She carefully arranged the wafer-thin translucent slices in overlapping layers on a sheet of shiny paper. Ultimo giorno, I told her, attempting a few Italian words. It's my last day. Mariturno, I added but I'll come back, as if voicing it would make my intention more real.
I had bought a sketchbook, covered in hand-printed Florentine paper, to take with me to the art galleries because drawing made me look more closely at the paintings and feel less self-conscious about it. Art had always been my best subject at school, if you considered it a subject which my father didn't. The more I studied the art in Florence, the more I wished that I had summoned the courage to apply for art history at university. It wasn't just the skillful application of paint to canvas or fresco, it was what the artist was thinking that fascinated me. Did they believe in the religious stories they made so human, with saints and apostles dressed like Florentine burghers, or were they just doing it to make a living? I'd been steered towards medicine because it was in the family, as my sixth form tutor put it, as if it was some kind of genetic mutation. As everyone always said, I could look at pictures in my spare time. Now, inspired by this city where...